Hey Docs, Dr. Bo here from circleofdocs.com and you're listening to Cairo Candy with the Billy Sticker. You're listening to Cairo Candy, the podcast of sweet chiropractic success. Now, here's your host, Billy Sticker. Hey guys, Billy Sticker here and this is episode number 77 of Cairo Candy. Um, I got to tell you, we've had a crazy past four, well, three or four days. A lot of you know, if you listen to the last show, or or I guess several of the, the past shows, that uh, I was going to be heading up to Michigan to Dr. Patrick Flynn's uh, The Wellness Way event and speaking on Facebook marketing up there. Uh, went really well, and if you've never been to Traverse City, Michigan, it's gorgeous up there, really neat place. Well, on the way back, we were supposed to be, you know, flying out around, uh, I think it was 740 or something like that out of Grand Rapids. And, uh, you know, the flight got pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. And then we knew we were going to miss our connecting flight from Dallas to Houston, so on and so forth. And it was just a pain. We ended up getting into Dallas finally around 2 in the morning, well, 1.30, 2 in the morning. And we were supposed to be home in our beds by two in the morning uh ended up getting a hotel slept for a few hours they put us on another plane which wasn't going to leave until two o'clock on sunday uh well brady my oldest which i've you know told you guys is going to bible school up in dallas Uh, so it really in a way kind of worked out we were frustrated at a lot of this stuff but uh they actually came to the hotel he and a friend of his picked us up we got to go to church with them go out to eat, and then you know they brought us back to the airport. Uh, well, then we're sitting there getting ready to, to fly out, and then right before we boarded, they announced they're having mechanical issues and grounded the plane. They had to go get another plane out of the hangar. Uh, anyway, it was a mess. We ended up not getting home till around 9 o'clock Sunday night, uh, and it's the night before you know ki- the kids go back to school, so... It was crazy, uh, it was crazy, crazy. But anyway, uh, this is a great interview. This interview is, this is one that I would typically cut into two different episodes because of the length. Um, but I'm not. I'm, I'm going to let this one go just like it is. It's with Dr. Charles Ward with Innate Legacy. This guy is amazing. He's been doing this. I mean, it's obvious that he is just a master at his craft. But he's been coaching since, uh, well, for the past over over 30 years now. And he's worked with thousands of chiropractors. Um, really neat guy. He's got a lot of stuff going on. And there's actually, he has an event coming up uh, September 29th through October 1st uh, over here in Texas. It's going to be in Austin. And uh, they've reached out to me asking me to speak at the event. And I will be speaking on Saturday there. But if you have a chance, especially after listening to this episode, uh, you're going to want to try to to schedule uh, to get booked to come to this thing. I'm really looking forward to it. But I'm going to go ahead and get on over into the interview, and then uh, I'm going to come back at the end of the interview and tell you about a few other things going on. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, help me welcome to the show Dr. Charles Ward. How are you doing, sir? Fine, thank you. Thank so, you. Uh, let's get into some of your story. What uh, what brought you or got you started in the into chiropractic? Uh, I was injured 
in a football accident in college, and I fractured my uh, neck and went the medical route for some time uh, before they scheduled me for a Harrington rod in my spine. Uh, it was suggested I go to a chiropractor as a last resort. I did. Long story short, it helped me. I got enthusiastic about chiropractic, and uh, I was a pre-dental student, and off to chiropractic college I went. You shared with me uh, before about why you wanted to be a dentist at first. Share that. I think everybody will. Well, well, here's the thing. I think a lot of people will relate to why you wanted to pursue that. Well, Billy, I I think I was like most young male and females in high school, In my senior year, I started getting a little nervous. What are you going to do after you graduate? So uh, I enjoyed math. And, of course, the counselors told me I should uh, look into architecture or engineering. And I I went into college, and uh, I really didn't enjoy those subjects. In the meantime, I got to know a dentist in our area, and he was our dentist. He was young, uh, had a beautiful wife. They had a lovely home. He drove a new Corvette, and I thought, I think I'd like to be a dentist. And so that's what took me into pre-dentistry was just, you know, like many young adults, many of the doctors can relate to that. You were looking for something, and it looked awful attractive to me. His wife, the car, or all of it? All of it. (laughs) (laughs) All of it. So when exactly did you switch gears in, I mean, when did you know that you wanted to be a chiropractor? Well, when I fractured my neck, and not yeah. to make it a long, drawn-out story, after the halo and uh, the hall, you know, they just basically said, as far as my right side, it wasn't responding. And uh, they they said, that basically, and they were good, wonderful doctors, good doctors, you know, Stanford University. And they just said, as far as my right side, they didn't feel it would ever come around again. My wife, who was my girlfriend in high school, came to visit me, and uh, she had been under chiropractic since a very young age. It helped her with her asthma, Uh, and her brother-in-law was a chiropractor. Her brother was a chiropractor. They were both at chiropractic college, and anyway, she visited. I went to a chiropractor. I responded. It changed my life. That was it, huh? And that was it. All right, so... When did you first start practicing? I started, I opened in, uh, probably before you were born. (laughs) Maybe. But I I opened in February of 1966. Yes, sir. That was a bit before my time. I think so. Yes, sir. So, uh, and then now you have your coaching that you do, Innate Legacy. Yes. Yes. And uh, so how long have you been coaching? I've been coaching three decades. I, I practiced from 1966 to the early 80s. Okay. And so, t- you know, we do this show every week, and uh, which I've shared with you and, you know, the listeners, if they've listened before, they know that, you know, I want these shows to be valuable. I want them to be, you know, some practical applications that, that they can apply in their practice. Um, what... What are some struggles that you see whenever well, I, that you see I, often? I, I think the same struggles I had. You know, I, I did well in chiropractic college. I, I scholastically did well. 
Uh, I felt I was really good at my technique. Uh, my friends and I, we really worked at it. Um, at Palmer College uh, in Davenport, uh, that was, you know, that was just after BJ had passed away six months prior to me enrolling. And so you really got a philosophical base, chiropractic-wise. So when I got out, I felt like most, uh, most others, I was going to go out and help change the world. And I found out real quickly I, I, some of the main things you need in building a practice or a successful life, I'd never had. I was never exposed to it. And so it was uh, going to Parker seminars, and it changed my life. And uh, I was very fortunate. I got a lot of personal coaching from uh, Jim Parker, uh, personal coaching from Sid Williams, some of the who's who's in chiropractic. And because of that, my practice kept growing, and uh, I became what was considered a very successful chiropractor. You had mentioned before that, um, you know, what a lot of people think it's going to take to be, you know, a good chiropractor uh, or a successful chiropractor. I mean, there's a difference between being good and being successful. Um, If you don't mind, share those and then share the problem. Do you know what I'm talking about? I know before we started recording, you you mentioned a couple of things that I thought was really good. One of the ways I explain it, if... If the doctors, if they'll picture a table, like I'm sitting at this desk, okay, that you've got the desktop, we have four legs under it, okay, and for it to be stable, it needs four legs, three or two, it just doesn't work, okay, and I found the same thing in building a successful chiropractic practice, but more importantly, building a successful life, it needs four good legs under it. Now, one of the legs, which you certainly are well aware of, is marketing. Uh, it's, uh, you know, you really marketing, you can have very, my experience has been, you can have very, very effective marketing without spending much money. So that, that's one leg under the table. Okay. One of the other legs under the table is chiropractic philosophy. I really feel the most successful doctors that I've had the opportunity, there's been exceptions, but if you go Australia, you go to Europe, go through Canada, the United States, I've had the opportunity now to coach, well, thousands of doctors, okay? And I don't mention that number. That doesn't mean you're a good coach, but it gives you a lot of experience, and I feel I, I'm a good coach. But you, you, need, you need the marketing. You know that. You need a good philosophical base. Right now, there's never been a better time to be a chiropractor, in my opinion. And many people are saying the opposite. That, has, that is not my experience. But the, the philosophy, when some say, well, we don't need a philosophy, anything that I've ever read about for centuries has a philosophy. Okay? And the thing, people, the most misunderstood thing about chiropractic, as we all know, they don't know what we do. Right. They don't they don't know what our specialty is. There's all kind of ideas of what we do and what we do. So when they understand that and they experience the results that you get in a chiropractic office and you know the I feel very strongly the power that made the body heals the body. And I don't mean that as a religious thing, but the fact is the power that made the body heals the body. So I found when we can teach our clients 
how to really communicate our story and keep it simple because I understand most people have a real challenge with speaking in front of people. But if we can make it simple enough that they understand it, I've never found anything that brings more referrals than patients understanding. Like when they started, each time I would start our class at the office, I would start by saying, thank, first of all, thank you very much for being here. I get excited when I get the opportunity to share the chiropractic story with you. I believe what I'll communicate and share with you tonight can be life-changing for your health of you, your family, your neighbors, and the world. And so I'd like to take some time to explain. And I really keep it simple. You know, you get too technical, they don't understand. Keep it very simple, and we do that. Okay, so that's one leg. But the philosophy and the understanding of what we do and why we do it, it, because that is the the most misunderstood thing in the world. I mean, all these years, I, you know, I'm a golfer, and I go out many times as a single, and they'll ask you what you do, etc. And, you know, I have a four-hour uh, time to explain to what we do. and how, it, I, It's so misunderstood. Well, I went to a chiropractor once, and it didn't help me. That's like somebody, you know, telling me, well, I had a coach one time, and it didn't help me. That doesn't have any, that, does, that has no reflection on what I do. Right. But chiropractic, what we do, why we do it, how we do it, and the effectiveness of it is one leg. Now, we have another leg. So we've got two legs. The third leg is procedures and systems. Most chiropractors do not have effective procedures and systems. Their teams are not. One of the most important things in our program is training the team. And they understand the why. Why we do what we do and how we do it, etc. So we have systems and we could spend hours and hours and hours and just touch a little bit of the systems and procedures. But that's the third leg. And the fourth leg which I've found is by far the most important, like, is personal identity. Now, what, I, what do I mean by personal identity? I mean, here's what I've found, Billy. If I talk to you, and I'll use you as an example. It could be me. It could be anybody. If I talk to you the way you talk to you, yourself silently many times, you wouldn't like me. Okay? And, and so, and when I was not doing as well as I wanted to as a guy, I, my self-talk was really bad. And up to that time, uh, I felt pretty darn successful. But you get out into the real world and suddenly fear of the unknown, fear of, uh, fear of rejection, fear of acceptance. Those are all things. And I'll tell you what, I don't know of a profession that gets more challenged with that. Those uh, acceptance accept, is chiropractic. And so many times the doctors get out and they get beat down. Their self-talk, they, they, I mean, if I was your builder and we're going to build a home and I'm good at building a home, the first thing I've got to find is what kind of house do you want? We want to get a, a, a ar- architect and sit down if I could convince you and put it together. I want to build the house you want. You know, one house doesn't fit all. The same as one shoe doesn't fit all. So my job as as a coach is to really find out what kind of house, if I can use that analogy, do you want? Do you want three bedrooms? Do you want that? And and you and then you know once I once I find out what they want, 
and we put our team together and we have a blueprint. Most people, they say, well, they don't, everybody has goals. They might not call it goals. Maybe their goals are just to get up in the morning and have a cup of coffee and struggle off to work and get to Friday and thank God it's Friday. I've found that successful people are happy and enjoying their job. Thank God it's Monday. They enjoy their work. You know, it's like I get asked at my young age, when are you going to retire? Why would I retire? I have never found anything that is more satisfying than helping people. That's what you're doing. Right. It really gives you a personal buzz. It makes you feel good, okay? And and then the old, uh, natural endorphins and all the other things kick in. But man, when you're thinking negative, you have no plan, etc. Man, you can be working out, eating the right things, staying away from sugar and flour, all that stuff, and still have no energy and feel pooped, okay? So the personal identity, when we can put that together and then have procedures and systems and they have marketing plan and have the philosophy mixed into that and mix it all up it 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 wonderful things can happen i you know having the size of practice you want is a real personal thing some doctors i work with they they choose to only have maybe 20 or 20 20 so visits a day others want 50 i've had some doctors that saw 300 in our office you know the, the i got into coaching we were seeing 1500 visits a week now that's not an exaggeration and and we were because we had these four legs under now did everybody convert to wellness no but a high percentage did you know and I was very proud of the fact that I got to a point I didn't accept new patients and some of the most successful wellness practice they don't have a lot of I can I could name a half a dozen doctors right off the top of my head I'm working with now I can think of one that's up in Michigan you know, he's, he chooses in his office to see about 350 a week, 350 visits a week. He has four to six new patients a month, but they stick. I mean, I've, I've never, he's, he has the most, the highest PVA of any doctor I've ever had in 30 years. But they, they understand the what and the why and the value and the value and the benefits, the value and benefits of what they get going to a chiropractor on a regular basis, whether it's once a week, once every two weeks, once every three weeks, every six weeks, that's a personal thing. And it's different for everybody. And I get that. But the biggest challenge when I started coaching, I would visit an office, then I visited offices. I wanted to find out what the office looked like, what what it felt like. And, and, and then I wrote a evaluation up. And th- back then, that was before the computer, I'd see these files, Billy, and they'd be 2,000 files up there, and they're telling me they need new patients. They don't have that many chiropractors. They don't have holes in their bucket. They don't even have a bucket. They come in as soon as they get great results, symptomatic relief, but many times you could send them to a drugstore and something would give them really faster than that. But when they really understand the value and the benefit of who we are and what we do overall, does everybody take advantage of it? No, but you don't have to be a math major if most chiropractors got 15 or 20% of their patients on wellness care because they decided of the value and benefit for them and their family. I mean, a good friend of mine is where a light went off. One of my closest friends when I was practicing was an orthodontist, a very successful practice. I was thinking people couldn't afford chiropractic. People 
can afford they'll tell a chiropractor they can't afford it and they'll go the next day and buy a brand new automobile it's not it's not my it's perceived value and i went over many times the orthodontist because he would say that, and this was years ago and he was recommending twenty five hundred three thousand dollars for orthodontic work you know and yet those children never had gone to a chiropractor and the more you look at this it just, it's a lack of understanding of who, who we are, what we do. So it's really exciting being a chiropractor because the truth sets you free. Right. It doesn't get you accepted by anybody, everybody. You know, like I mentioned, geez, I, Billy, can you tell me a profession that gets more rejection and fear of going to them than I don't know of anybody in the healing profession that has that like we do. Do you? I think there's a lot of people afraid to go to the dentist, but I think oh. you're exactly right though, as far as yeah. there's, and I talk about this a lot there, this barrier of entry when it comes into marketing and different campaigns and stuff you run with chiropractic, so many people, they don't understand it. Uh, so that is one of the biggest hurdles. If you can get out there and, you know, you mentioned earlier that today's one of the greatest times to have a practice you're right. I mean, it's so much easier to market. It's easier to educate your patients. I mean, you can use Facebook to, you know, just to run campaigns to educate people. And I don't have to tell you this, the best patients are educated patients. They're going to refer more people. They're going to, you know, it, and really you want your patients referring the patients who you want to refer are your best patients. You know, and those are normally the ones that are educated. You know, you, typically you don't want the patients that you get frustrated, like when you look and you're like, oh, he's coming in today. <laughs> you really don't want him referring people because he tends to refer people just like him. But, um, yeah, I mean, education, that, that right there is is huge. So many people think neck pain, back pain. You know, uh, they're going in just for relief, not wellness. No, I you and I are singing to the choir, singing right. to each other because it's so true, you know. But I like you. I don't like to see chiropractors failing. Right. And the bottom line is, I don't like to discuss it either. But right now, more chiropractors are struggling than ever in the history of our profession. And my, at least from my perception. It's the things we've talked about. And, and you know, I feel everybody, no, not everybody, not everybody's coachable. And I'm not going to sit here and say, I'm the coach for you. I don't know that. But I know if you can find somebody that you relate to and they have good ethics and they coach you, it can make, it can be life-changing to you. If you go from, you know, when I... I've had I've been blessed to travel, you know, throughout Canada and US coaching people, Australia used to have a base there, etc. And when you uh, you find, I mean, when somebody is really committed to it, you know, it's it's like marriage, well, it's finding the right person. I guess that's somewhat, but it's becoming the right person. Absolutely. And 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 succeeding in chiropractic is becoming the right person. You know, I don't know if you've watched any of the Olympics. I've really loved the Olympics. And they were they were talking about the gymnast. And afterwards, I, I thought my wife, they said most of the gymnasts that were there 
between the ages of 6 and 16. They had spent 10,000 extra hours training than most people in gymnastics. Now, let's say the average was two hours a day or one hour a day, five days a week. 10,000, that's an extra two hours a day, seven days a week for 14 years. And I said to my wife, I said, my gosh, what if I could get the doctors I work with to spend one day, one hour a day training on the things that you and I are talking, it'd be life changing. Right. But you, you got to want it. You know, there's uh, one of my favorite scriptures is uh, Proverbs fourteen twenty three. It says, all hard work brings a profit, but mere talk leads to poverty. So you can talk about it all yeah. you want. You bet. I think there's, not to be super spiritual, but I believe God honors just the work, just the sowing and the reaping, just putting stuff in. Talking about the uh, gymnast, uh, I was talking, I think it was with my wife. We were looking at the, no, it was with my daughter. And if you look at the Americans this year, just un, unbelievable. The coaching that they get, the majority of it has to be mental. Absolutely. Because, okay, you're going to get somebody on a, what is it, a six-inch beam? Or is it four inches? Whatever the beam. It's a little, yeah. you know, to do these backflips and these all this stuff and know they're going to land on it. I mean, there's so much mental there that they have to overcome. Because you can't, you can't attempt half of what they do with any fear. Or, or, I you know, totally, you, totally agree. In life, you tend to get what you expect, and you know if you if there's this fear, there's you just can't do it. But it's the same thing in business, in practice, in relationships. You you need to have wisdom, but there's a difference between wisdom and fear, you know, um, or good judgment, you know. But you, a lot of it, I. I think you're right. A lot of people, it's the personal identity, the, um, you know, their headspace is what's causing the table to wobble. No, I, that's what I've learned. You know, the first four to six weeks when we're on one-on-ones with our new doctors, I don't talk about procedure. I don't talk about marketing. I talk very little about philosophy. I talk about them. You know, and what you and I talked earlier, the greatest space in the universe is between our ears. And once that, you know, and you can only think one thought at a time. It's impossible to think two. Okay. And the more that, you know, we're here looking at computers, you and I now. If we we put garbage in this computer and we push recall, we get garbage. And most people, they waste their time. You know, one of the biggest jokes I hear is, well, I just don't have time. Yeah, we all have the same amount of time. Successful people have priorities. Now, when I say success, sure, you enjoy, I enjoy, we enjoy making money. But it doesn't really, it doesn't really give you inner peace. It's just like you mentioned God. Uh, people say God is dead. Well, uh, you know, okay. But you and I have researched that, and we found out God isn't even sick. So right. it's, you know, you know, so the thing, and you mentioned the word work. You know, the word work 
is the word more than any other word in the Bible is the word work. You know, and the more you work and you develop your God-given talent, I believe every every person has a seed of greatness within them. There's limits, but every one of us has a seed of greatness. And if you'll work and develop it, and it takes a lot of commitment, it takes a lot of time, but it starts at, you know, it starts with morning rituals. It starts with evening rituals. It starts about, you know, what you do on a regular basis, just what we're talking about. And anybody listening to this can be very successful if they choose to. It's a, life is a choice. Success is a choice. Thinking right is a choice. Whatever, it, it's a choice. Right. Well, we're, we're all making choices every day. You know, and it goes back to, you know, not having the time. Well, you're not having the time because of the choices that you're making. Well, you know, looking at you now, I'm looking at your bookcase. And one of the things I've really enjoyed, I've, en- I've enjoyed interviewing most of the l- most successful people in the chiropractic profession, but I've done a l- even more outside, you know, and I don't know about you, but when I got out of chiropractic college, I made a vow to myself, thou shall never read again, okay? And then I got out and I found out readers are leaders. Absolutely. I have never, I've never met a successful person, you know, that doesn't read and 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 uses god-given talent it, it, it's you're either growing or you're wilting and some people are wilting at age 18 some are wilting and dying at age 25 35 and some people are living and contributing you read some of the greats 85 90 95 years of contributed that i just finished the book reading again on edison and you read about these people they develop their God-given talent, okay? Or, you know, uh, Think and Grow Rich was the first book I was recommended to read years ago. You know, sure. And some of it I thought was okay. Some of it went right over my head. But the basic success principles haven't changed. I don't think they ever will change. No, whenever – I was a youth pastor for a long time. And I you know, was part-time, was on staff at a church, but – church wasn't big enough to pay me so you know i had a sales job also and you know i was recommending some of these books to start reading and well i started studying this and i would read these success even sales principles i was like wow a lot of this stuff is in the bible and so i used to go back i would take notes because i don't just read the books i, I study them you know uh, if i just wanted to read something i'd i'd go watch a movie instead you know but if i'm going to read right. something right i want it to be something applicable and you bet. so what I would do is I would study, take notes, then I would go back and I would find the scriptures and I would read, well, what does God have to say about this? And the first book that I wrote was actually about teaching these principles to kids. You know, how do you package yep. some of this stuff to children to where when they're older, and it was really about my kids, whenever they're older, it's just who they are. You know, you mentioned about contributing and being valuable. Uh, that's one thing that we have really, really tried to instill in our children. My oldest son uh, started Christ for the Nations at Bible College in Dallas. He just started, well, this is his first full week. Um, and he's so excited about, you know, what they've got going on up there. That I have a 14-year-old daughter and a 10-year-old son. But even with my youngest, right now, if you ask him, you know, what he's going to do, you know, whenever he graduates, you know, what's he going to do when he gets older? 
he may not know exactly, but he knows that whatever he does, it has to be valuable to other people. You know, we talk about that. Look, son, if if you're going to be a police officer, you got to be valuable to your community. If you're going to be a business owner, you got to be valuable to your clients. If you're going to be an employee, which is fine, you got to be valuable to your employer. You know, what can you do to make their life easier, to make it better, to make so you've got to contribute. And we're getting off well, I don't want to no, say but Billy, no, we're not. I but mean, what? No, we're not. You're just reinforcing what I said earlier: value and benefit. Sure. You know, if if the patient understands the value and the benefit, and they understand that you're the person that is going to add this value to their life, I mean, it, it's it's life changing. But most chiropractors don't communicate this. They don't know how. I didn't. Thank goodness I had people like you've had that have impacted your life. Now, I had known my mother and father very casually, you know, through high school and college. You know how that is. Hi, how are you, Mr. Hannah, Mrs. Hannah, etc. But after we got, she, she said, I'd like you to read this book and let me know what, how you feel. It was The Power of Positive Thinking, Norman Vincent Peale. I read it and it was okay. But I, I, at that age, I wasn't ready for it. Right. You know, you've got to be, like you said, reaching. But people are reaching for knowledge. I mean, they're set and they're watching the boob tube. And there's a pill for everything. Headaches, hemorrhoids, uh, backache, uh, you name it. There's one asthma. There's one, a pill for everything. People are getting to the point where they realize there's side effects. Every drug has a side effect. Now, are there some drugs that are needed, in my opinion? Absolutely. Has there been some drugs that are life-changing? Absolutely. When they say that we're taking 84% of the prescription, prescription drugs in the world, when I graduated from chiropractic college a few, a few years back, we were 16th in the world in, in industrial nations. And when they told us that, you know, my buddies, like, it was like, yes, we got together. Why are we 16th? We're in the richest nation in the world. We're 16th. Do you know what we are today, Billy? Depends on which book you read. We're somewhere between 40th and 46th. We've become one of the sickest nations in the world, okay? We got the most of everything when it comes to sickness. And the main reason is, is because of drugs. I mean, you, you take a drug for this, and they're smart, they're smart pills, see? The one that you take for your stomach just affects your stomach, and the one you take for headaches just affects your headaches. You know, there is a side effect, as we all know, from every drug. Now, do right. we need to go out and bash drugs? I don't think so at all. I don't think we need to bash or make anything wrong. We just need to tell our story honestly and get and a percentage of people understand. When they understand that, it changes their life. It changes your life. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it's magic. So like you and I said, there's never been a better time to be a chiropractic. Chiropractor, if you choose to tell, if you choose to be a messenger. Right. And see, this is where... All the books that I have, one, if somebody recommends something, hey, you really need to read this book, even if I've got a, a couple of books in the queue that I need to get to, I'll still go get it because it's somebody I respect recommended it. But the majority of the books I have, it's because I realized there's an area in my life that I want to grow in. What are some books out there? 
and I'll go get them to grow. But just like this, okay, if if you're having an issue with philosophy, you know, if you're sitting down recommending a care plan, and if you were on the other side, there's no way you would pay that for a care plan. There's an issue with your philosophy. Absolutely. You're going to have a hard time communicating that. So you need to get grounded in your philosophy. If you know the philosophy, which makes it so much easier to communicate, but if you know it, but you have issues communicating, well, then there's an area that you need to study, that you need to get grounded in. So it's like you find these, these weak, I don't even want rooms for improvement, you know, places where you need to get stronger. And then you spend some time developing that. You know, I work out a lot. You know, if I, you know, want to grow my shoulders, well, I'm going to spend some time and, you know, what are some different exercises I can do for my shoulder? You know that. It's so you find the areas where you need it and then you spend time focusing on what you focus on grows. You know, if you focus on the TV and Oreos, you're going to get better at it. Yeah. But, uh, no, it's just yeah, like, I've, yeah, I, you and I are on the same page. It's just that, you know, if the chiropractor, if they, if they would just open up and think about it, and I, they really should find a coach that they relate to, check them out. You know, I, in our coaching program, I'm very proud of my reputation. Been around a long time. There's always somebody that's going to say something. That's the, that's the world. But the fact is, like you said, the hold you give through is the hold you receive through. That's, yeah. that's the way it is. And it's just like the books. I mean, yeah, uh, you know, when a person challenged, Foster Hibbert, who was a mentor of mine, was the most educated man I'd ever known. He was a head degree from Harvard. And uh, anyway, he was a very educated man, did extremely well financially, but got started drinking too much, ruined his marriage, messed his life up. And he had enough money, you know, that he just took time off. He went to work for Napoleon Hill. And then he started traveling around the country giving seminars on success. And I happened to take it, and he lived in the same town, and we became best friends. But it changed my life. Wow. You know, it changed my life. And and he was the one that said, you'll never get any more. The greatest satisfaction you get out in life is is helping other people. Example, I'm very proud of my marriage. Met Linda in eighth grade. I'd put our marriage up against anybody's. Okay? Has it been perfect? No, but it's been wonderful. And you either grow together or you grow apart. There's no in-between. You grow together. And I used to resent when people say, wow, you are so lucky that you have the relationship you have with Linda. I want to I say, yeah, but it's not luck. Luck is when preparation meets opportunity. I had an right. opportunity with a wonderful, and I made a commitment. And uh, by my work, as you said, we have what we have. If one will commit the same way to their practice and to chiropractic, you don't have to work long hours. You know, the biggest thing, yeah, work on yourself. People have to buy Billy before they're going to buy Billy's product. They've got to buy Charles Absolutely. Ward before they're going to buy my product. So those are all part of that personal identity. You know, like the first chapter in our playbook is just about you know your team and you know nine out of ten people as an example become friendly courteous and cooperative in the first split second if you smile and you know just basic things that nobody ever taught us 
your team. I mean, the person at the front desk. I mean, the first impression a patient gets of Dr. Billy, if you were a chiropractor, first impression is that when she answers the phone, is she smiling? Does she have high, yeah, does she have high energy when they come in? Does she jump up out of her chair and come around the desk and shake hands with Billy and say welcome to Ward Chiropractic Office, etc.? Yeah, that your office is a healing center. And healing is energy. And the more you get into energy, yourself and your team and your world, uh, things change. It's 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 warm, but it's all Comes from above, down, inside out. Like some doctors, That's oh, right. I'd never say the power that made the body heals the body. Is it a lie or is it yeah, Bill? Not. Is it a is a lie or is it true? It's that's truth. I mean, it's truth. Yeah. And the truth sets you yeah. free. And so, doc, on it, it uh, you should be a chiropractor, Billy. <laughs> well, I've considered it, but I feel you know I'm very blessed, and you know I was gone this weekend speaking with a bunch of doctors, you know, on how to grow their practice and. The, I'm, you know, blessed to be, you know, I'll be at your event, which we're going to talk about here in a minute, um, you know, in a few weeks, uh, you know, speaking. And so one of the things that, that I feel is I, there's docs listening right now. Some docs that are listening, they're rocking and rolling, you know, they're living the dream. They've got their practice, but they're listening because they want to grow. They still want to grow. You know, they're never satisfied. I don't want to say satisfied. They don't rest on the laurels. And then you've got the ones listening that are desperate, you know, that are got that pit in their stomach wondering, you know, how they're going to keep the lights on and that kind of thing. But the good news is what one person can do, another can do. Absolutely. And there's people out there that have been through exactly what they're going through, that have made it, that have done it, that, you know, with the right mindset, with the right coaching, you know, they can have the practice that they want. There's, there's no reason they can. Now they, right now, they have reasons. It's that self-talk. Yep. You know, every time you, you, you've got, you know, what well, here's why you can, well, they've got a whole playbook on why they can't. Oh, yeah. Um, and so you've, you've got to get over that, and you have to start saying why you can. You have to start saying, you know, why you can. Years ago, uh, I had a manager. I was in the precious metals industry for a while, sold rare coins and gold, silver, platinum, and things like this, and... um my manager years ago said, I love this. He said, there's very few problems that a, a good sale won't fix. And and he was a Christian and, you know, obviously there's some other issues, but in general, you know, success is what he was saying. Success in your business really helps a lot. Well, and that's true, you know, in practice too. Um, but he would also say, he goes, look, sometimes you just need to go home or go to the store, buy a couple of steaks, put them on the grill, relax, and just count your blessings. Just look around, and what all do you have to be thankful for? I have a book called 10,000 Reasons to uh, to Praise God, or to Thank God, or something. And it's so neat. It's just a list of stuff, and it'll be hinges on the door, the sound of a baby cry, a porch swing, all these little things that you just take for granted what a difference they make in our life, you know? And so I think sometimes we do get so clouded by our obstacles that they become bigger. Our stuff. Yes. And it's just, (laughs) you know what? Kind of back up, 
clear all that stuff away, take a breath, and look at the opportunity. Well, you know, Billy, today's the first day I've spoke with you, and uh, but if we were to spend time together, and uh, we possibly will, I mean, people that are successful, there's exceptions. We all have problems, challenges, Absolutely. whatever sure. you want to call it. Sure. But you and I, if we worked a business, whatever it was, let's say out of, and I would, I don't want you to become a chiropractor. I want you to stay right where you're at. One of the persons that will speak at our session coming up in Austin is Bill Estab. And Bill, do you know Bill? The name sounds Patient familiar, Media. But... Patient uh, Media. Sure. Uh, yeah. Well, you'll want to meet him. Uh, okay. He's a good friend, but uh, he's a uh, he's not a chiropractor. But uh, he writes, he's written six or eight books on chiropractic. But anyway, from a patient's point of view, but patient media, look it up on the computer, and I know you will. Okay. But, you know, it's people like you that are not chiropractors uh, that are really contributing so much to our profession and our success because you don't necessarily think like a chiropractor. But just what you said, you should, I mean, the excuses you hear and the excuses I hear, well, there's too many chiropractors in my town. Uh, people in our town don't have money, blah, 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 blah. They, they live on the island of excusitis. And then they get around other chiropractors that are in the same island of excusitis. And pretty soon they start buying into the lies. And, you know, as a man thinketh or a woman thinketh, so are they. And it's what we're talking about. So one of the main things that as a coach, you really, if they're receptive and depends on the person, how about you, you start reprogramming, reprogramming the computer because if they don't, is you know, we've all heard the height of insanity is keep doing the same thing, expecting different results. But if you will, you know, you just put one foot in step, uh, one foot in front of the other. But it's like reading. I don't know. I mean, I I wasn't reading. Foster Hibbert said you should be reading. Other leaders said I should be reading, and I started slow. I started at one book a month. I wasn't reading a book a month. Uh, uh, pretty soon it was two a month. You know, it's just like working out or anything else. You build up. Well, now, if I don't read at least a minimum of two to three books a week, I feel like, I, you know, I really, and, and looking at your book, I'm sure you're, you're this, maybe read more than that. I kicked it up to four or five, and I, I was missing the mark, and just, uh, it was too much for me. But, but, you know, if somebody read one good book a month, you know, 12 a year or one a week or sure. you know a, it would be life changing and then get with a good coach and you know and and hook up with other people that are experts in marketing etc let them show you the way it can be one of the it's it's if you have a good coach it doesn't cost you anything you're losing a lot of patience income etc by not having a good coach and right if you look throughout the world in, in area, whatever area, they have coaches. They might call them consultants. They might call them something else. It's all the same stuff. Let's talk about the event coming up in, in Austin. Good. Well, we have an event coming up in Austin the last week of this uh, September. It starts on Thursday night. Which uh, is the 29th, September 29th. 20, September 29th. Uh, we start at uh, 6 o'clock on Thursday evening. We start again on uh, Saturday morning uh, at 9, I believe, and we go to usually about 6 p.m. 
You mean on Friday? Friday. I'm sorry. It's, Friday. It's okay. I'm, I'm glad you're here. Uh, so <laughs> Thursday evening, all day Friday, all day Friday, we'll go from nine to usually six o'clock. On Saturday, we start early. Saturday, we usually start at 7 a.m., and we go straight through to about 1.30 or 2. And by that time, we've covered a lot of information. So we're, we will be talking uh, just a lot of marketing ideas, uh, patient follow-through, team leadership. We'll have team training for the CAs, uh, two full days of training for the, your team. And that's one of the weaknesses we find. Teams just aren't trained. They don't know, right. uh, you know, and so, uh, and then, of course, you're going to be there. I'm not, uh, yes, you know what you're speaking on, right? Sure. What's that? Sure. Uh, Facebook marketing. How okay. to use Facebook to, to reach out, get new patients, communicate effectively with your existing patients. And- no, and that's going to be, it's all great. Yeah, it's, it's, you have to be open to it. Yeah, you, know, you come there. Like they say, as a sponge, you know, and and you say, okay, you've got challenges, and yeah, but you know, have, have at least the ideas planted in your mind that you know I'm going to get ideas here that are going to help me. I possibly are going to get ideas here that are going to change my life forever. If you have that, ad- I promise you, you'll get those. I, what are you going to start on Thursday night? We aren't. We're going to start on chiropractic philosophy. We're going to tell you how to how to sell the sizzle this chiropractic and how to do it and do it well and not uh, and what do we do on Friday we're going to talk about just like Dr. Jim Parker said nuts and bolts the little things that keep all of the practice growing and we'll do that for a day and a half Bill Estab is going to speak uh, uh, all Friday afternoon on marketing so it's going to be a wonderful uh, event so we'd love you love all of your people, your tribe, if I can use that term, Billy, to be there. Sure, sure. Sounds great. And so they can find out more information at innatelegacy.com. Yeah, right. Innate, I-N-N-A-T-E. Of course, all chiropractors know that. And legacy, L-A-G-A-C-Y.com. Yeah, and we'll have a link in the show notes uh, to this also so they can find out more information and, uh, and go right on over there. Well, thank you so much. I've really enjoyed this. Uh, thank you for all that you're doing, um, that you've done. And I mean, this is a great interview. It's going to be a great episode. Billy, thank you for being on the chiropractic team. I'll meet you, you. I'll meet you at the top. Bye now. All right. For the show notes to this episode, head on over to chirocandy.com forward slash zero seven seven. And you'll find the links to uh, innatelegacy.com and also the link to more information about the event they have coming up. I will be speaking at this event. Uh, it's going to be Thursday evening, Friday, Saturday, Friday end, uh, and then some of the day until around you know two o'clock on Saturday. Uh, I will be speaking Saturday morning. Listen, it's typically around 170 to almost $200 per doctor uh, for this event. If you were a Cairo Candy listener, uh, we've got something worked out for you guys. It's only going to be $99. That covers you. If you have an associate, that covers an associate and staff. Uh, This is something they, not something they typically do, uh, but uh, it's just something they're offering for the Cairo Candy audience. So definitely take advantage of that. And I hope to see you there. Like I said, for more information, go to CairoCandy.com forward slash zero. Or, yeah, dot com 
forward slash 077. We will see you guys next week on another episode of Cairo Candy. See you.